Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren, and this week I am recording a little bit later than I normally do, and that's because this week was my birthday, but also because I've had some crazy hard stuff happening just with um, resourcing to do with the magazine and people kind of signing up to join the team and then not turning up and uh, trying to recruit somebody who I was really keen on and then they um, are making me wait <laughs> and so um, along with all the other stuff that I've got to do um, I've been a little bit delayed and so the pressure has been getting to me a bit and I just found it really hard to think so it took me a while to get around to doing the podcast so that I could really think about what I wanted to share this week but there was a marriage counselling session I held with a couple this week where I was explaining in more detail about the value of having a vision for your marriage and doing the values exercise and how it really brought this secret skill that I really think makes all the difference to happy couples and having a, a happy and successful relationship. And it's just a new way of explaining it that I've kind of, that it, that it became from the session. And so I kind of just wanted to share it with you. And also this is quite special because you will hear me in action doing a counselling call with a couple. And so you'll, so I do apologise, the sound isn't as good because this is really just, um, the laptop audio and the couple agreed for me to record it so that they could have access to it later so it's it was okay to record but I there's really you won't hear much of the couples talking so they you know they remain anonymous completely of course I just need to add a little caveat though that there is a little bit of interjection of other voices in there and also <laughs> the second kind of half Josh had come upstairs and started making ice cream or putting ice cream in a bowl or something there's a lot of banging and crashing so I apologize for that <laughs> but generally I think you'll be able to get the gist of it so I'm just gonna play the intro music and then it'll go straight into the session that the the particular part of the session that I'm talking about and I might interject a little bit to explain a little bit more what's going on, but basically it's just the recording of a part of a counselling session that I had recently with another couple. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement? Help me be a better spouse and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat. That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren and this is the Pilot's Wife podcast. Before, like the first part of how I do this is to talk about what you ideally want and then the rest of the time we can spend on working out what's been happening and resolve those things, but with a, the aim of heading towards what you're going for. Um, because we can resolve the problem just, you know, like as it is, but it's much more powerful when you resolve it towards achieving what you're actually going for as an outcome. Um, so mm. to work out first what you both want. And you you, you may have done, I mean, you probably have done this to some extent. It's just a matter of checking like, if you're both on the same page and what you actually have come up with and partly so that I know so that when we're working through resolving the things that you've got, you guys have been going through, 
that I know what mm. you're trying to achieve too. Now, just to explain here that I was showing the couple a diagram, which was basically a picture of a triangle. At the top of the triangle was wording to the effect of designing your marriage. And then the bottom of the triangle had two corners. One corner refers to one partner and questions about what makes them tick. And then the other, the right hand corner is the same of the other partner and what makes them tick. And so together you work out what makes each person tick and then put that together to come up with a joint kind of designed marriage it's just a basic really basic diagram just to show that at the, at the top of the triangle we kind of this is what we're going for is a, is a a design for your marriage and it's also called framing another way to look at it is framing like if you if you plan to fail if you fail to plan you plan to fail so if you put a frame around what you're trying to achieve then you're more likely to to achieve it because you've got a frame or a framework for where you're going um, it's all sort of the same kind of words or planning your, your kind of the future that you have that you want to see together um, the cradle to cradle design refers to an architect who um, he, he used to design his buildings not for the his current client but for their, their children and their children's children so he was thinking like sustainability wise um, and I think it's it's quite a cool way to think as well about when we're designing our marriage because um, if like every product that's marketed to us is is marketing to one of three core desires that people have health like you know losing weight or becoming fit or or you know eating better that kind of thing wealth you know having more money and prosperity and then relationships it's one of those three so anything that is marketed to you is 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 trying to pull the heartstrings on one of those three areas and mm. um, all of those three things our primary source of learning about them is through our growing up and what we learn in our family like you don't really learn about health at school you don't really learn about wealth creation at school it's certainly not early on um you can go to university and do courses um on that one and on health of course as well but it's not like a the, the, like the real like the real foundational stuff you learn growing up is, is growing up and so with relationships at the same and and if we have really awesome relationships, then it really pays off for our children and our children's children. So that's kind of, you know, an added bonus of doing our marriage by design and, and, and really getting good at having us a happy marriage. The, the number one bonus is, of course, that we enjoy being married, <laughs> um, but also mm -hmm. it's been the too. Um, and so then the bottom part of the triangle is is the two sides of of that of that joint vision. So one side is one partner. Who are they? What do they want? What are their desires and goals? And then the other partner, who are they? What makes, you know, what makes them tick and what are their goals? And then together, knowing that and understanding that, what should we kind of aim for together? Just an example of, you know, how I said, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, they use, I heard this from a TED talk. Just to interject here, there was a bit of a pause to this dialogue while I asked them if they remembered who the guy was who went around the world to teach people about global warming. And I just could not for the life of me remember his name, but it's Al Gore, and he did a TED Talk on global warming. And he was he was saying, like, with global warming, it was a <coughs> failing to plan. And you just get, you if you don't plan something, you just get the default, and the default is global warming. And so um, it's the same with, so, like, so many of us just go into marriage and we just let it happen. It's just the default. It's just you just get married, and that's all. You, that's that's it. There's no more. That's just it. We're married now, um, and there's no thinking about all. Oh, 
what would uh, what would be an ideal marriage for me like and for us and what, what would we like to come home to and what kind of culture do we want in our marriage and um you know what what do we want the, what kind of values do we want our kids to grow up with and all that sort of stuff people just don't I mean nobody asks you these questions and you know it's all about getting to the you know the marriage really you know and then that's it it's kind of like mm. right you know, now that job's ticked off um I'll get on with my career mm. goal and my hobby and you know that kind of stuff um and so it, when it happens by default then you don't have a plan as if anything can happen um and it, it's really um like for an example uh, Josh and I we have this vision for a marriage that we want to be each other's cheerleader. And so if one of us is ever struggling with something, you know, like when somebody, when one partner is struggling with someone, something, and over time they really, they get really bitter about it. They really struggle. It's hard. They get grumpy. It's not nice, right? The other partner, they first support it, but after a while they just get sick and tired of this person being grumpy all the time and upset about this one thing and frustrated and they start going, you know, just sort it out, like, blah, 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 you know, and not supportive. And it's because the other person is, it's hard to be around that person who's being sad and grumpy and draining, right, when they've got a problem. Um, and um, for us, though, our vision is to be each other's greatest cheerleader. So if Josh is going through something hard, I'm never going to stop going, you can do this, that we'll get through it. It's, you know, I'll be there for you. Like, I'm never going to stop because we've got that simple thing that we agreed. And so not like, you know, I'm not saying let's have this rocket science, amazing goal of all these things that we should be achieving. But if you've got like a, a general kind of understanding of how it's going to be in your relationship, um, then it's easy to stick to it. And you've got something to draw a line on in the sand and say, look, I'm not, I'm going to go past that. This is how it is. And, and we're both going to keep to it and, and uphold that thing. Um, and so for us, it was really important to be each other's cheerleader. We both are very ambitious and we, but we both feel down sometimes and we need someone to bring us up. And we definitely acknowledged that when we first started going out was that if ever I was down or he was down, the other one was always there with, you know, like bringing the other person back up and making them feel good again. Mm. So we really wanted to retain that. And so we decided very early on when we got married that that's something that was really important to us. So that's the kind of thing that I'm, I'm talking about. Um, mm. to, to kind of get an understanding of what you want that to be, let's first try and understand you individually. So that's why I gave you that um, values exercise. And I think I explained last time the reasons for doing this, right? But I'll just recap that a little bit. So there's two kind of sides to this. One is that when you find your top uh, 20%, I think it's yeah, 80-20 rule, the top 20% of your values, and you're able to make sure your focus is on those. And that's where you get 80% of your satisfaction in life. So that's one great thing. And when Josh um, first did this exercise, it was at a time where he was feeling really down. And I was like, look, let's, let's do this exercise. And I actually, he was so not, not into it that I actually just asked him all the questions that I've got that I gave you in that exercise and wrote down the answers for him. And then I asked him to just tell me all of the words and I wrote them down for him just to kind of like force him to do it. But after he did that, he figured out, uh, one of his top five was exercise and he just was never getting time to exercise. Um, and so I said, well, great. Like, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get this, you know, this time I'm going to ask you, have you got your exercise? Are you doing your exercise when you're doing it um, from my side? And, you know, we'll assign some budget. And um, he was so much 
it just completely shifted for him. Things just completely shifted because he realized that it was a top one. It was missing. Now he could put it back in there and it was all good. Even if he didn't even do the exercise, he felt like he could um, if he wanted to. And so, um, you know, it's quite a profound thing, even just right there. And then the other half of it is when, uh, when the other partner kind of tramples on one of our values, that um, I mean, that's, a, that's a, a common cause of relationships breaking down because neither of you actually know that's what's happening. You just feel like you're being let down by the other person. And, and they don't necessarily relate just to your top five. They could be any of your values because um, they're still important to you. Um, but when you know and you understand them and each other, you know each other's values, even if, like let's say for now, that you exchange your top five and you talk about those and you really know those about each other, but you don't even really know the others. It gives you a, a framework for talking about this. So if you are having some kind of issue, and I always say, if you're arguing, it means there's a problem to be solved. Then one of the first things you can check is, is this one of my values that I feel like the other person's breaching? Um, and, you know, certainly, I think I talked to you about this when we had a problem with me wanting to be on time and Josh wanting to be late. I, I grew up always like kind of in a family that was valued punctuality. And, um, and Josh grew up in a family that I guess maybe didn't, or it's kind of different. And, and I'll explain that. So we've noticed that there was a problem. Every time we'd go out somewhere, he, I'd be like, okay, well, I said that we'd be there at seven o'clock and he'd be okay. And then at seven o'clock we were still at home and he was still getting ready. And, and it's like, but you know, we're supposed to be there at seven o'clock. And it just, it just felt like every time we went out, we we're having an argument. <laughs> um, mm. And and I said, I, one day I just said, how come you don't want to be on time? Like, I wasn't arguing. I wasn't asking him, like, how come you don't want to be on time? As if, you know, like, I didn't actually want to know the answer. Because in certain ways you can ask the question, right? But I was asking it genuinely, like, how come you don't want to be on time? Like, is there something I'm missing? And, um, and he's like, yeah, like, if I get, I don't want to be on time to a party and stuff like that because nobody else is there yet. And then you're kind of standing around and it's all quiet and there's nothing happening and it's awkward. Whereas if you get there a bit late, everyone's there and everything's started and, um, you know, it's much more fun. Like, I don't, you know, there's no fun in being on time. And once I understood that, I was like, I'd never thought of it like that before. But he was right. Every time we were on time, which wasn't often, but if I was on time, I would get to, you know, work events on time and to social events just just me on time and you know, I was just standing around like there's no one there and it's like hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh -huh. <laughs> totally right and so I was like okay well actually I want to be on time to some things and you know we made it work where we would actually talk about beforehand like is this one of those times where we need to be on time and then we work backwards and go uh -huh. that's the time we need to be here and then leave at that time which means we just need to start getting ready at that time um, but otherwise, I'm, I was quite happy to be late from then. So it was like, okay, yeah, that's mm. be late. So it just gives you a framework for having these kinds of discussions where yeah. out, the other person's hurting you and you're getting upset. And it's like, oh, that's actually something that's objective here that's wrong. You know, it's not kind of like subjective is biased. So, yeah, whereas objective mm. is like, oh, it's actually not an agenda I'm trying to push. It's just something that I can't control. I grew up with it. Um, we both didn't understand that before. Now we understand it. We can work with it. Like, it's not like I'm being mm. pain on purpose because I'm trying to get under your skin. Um, mm. I just have this trait. We both didn't really realize that's what's happening, but, oh, it's actually just that I've got this trait. How do we work with that? Neither mm. um, of us particularly want to hold on to that. It's just that I happen to have that trait. You know, let's see. Um, 
so you know another thing that I used to do really early on when we were married is we were having arguments sometimes I'd have this tone and Josh would be like um if I use this particular tone when we were arguing he would just walk out of the room he could not hear that tone it was just he would not handle it um and and he would say you're doing that tone again and I'd be like what tone I'm not using a tone what tone you know I couldn't I couldn't tell when I was doing that when I wasn't doing it I just didn't even know it was coming on uh and so um for him to even make me aware of that it was kind of like oh okay shit like I'm sorry I really I don't mean to like I'm trying to Mm. how to control it um and in the end I think yeah it just um it went because I prayed I prayed for God to help me not use that tone (laughs) because I just honestly I didn't know how to tell when I was doing it or not I just couldn't yeah um so you know those kinds of things it's um you know we often when when someone's annoying us we think they're doing it on purpose but when we annoy Mm -hmm. someone else it's totally justified you know there's a really good reason Mm -hmm. for it that's a total um that's that's a it's called uh something bias in psychology um but Mm -hmm. everybody does that but actually when you talk about things like values then it it reminds you that they are not doing it on purpose to get under your skin. They've got a justified reason for it. Just like when you do something accidentally annoying, you have a justified reason too. Um, yeah. And that's really, really important. Like I think to get through relationship hurdles and challenges and stuff is, is to find the objectivity is to get down to the layers to where it's nobody's, you know, nobody's doing something on purpose to hurt the other person. Cause when you can both understand that, then you can problem solve so that's what I've been mulling over lately not necessarily that you shouldn't show you can't show emotion in relationships but that when you're arguing it's it's a notification it's an alert that there's a problem needing to be solved and if you've got that alert then it's an alert to start thinking about how can we be objective in the situation what's going on underneath this is there some something in our values that's being breached or our personality differences or the way that we undertake risk you know these sorts of things that are, we've grown up with that we're not doing on purpose to be a pain they're just the way we are and it doesn't mean we can't change them but we've never really thought about before and that's why we're getting under each other's skin about it so of course I'm not saying don't feel emotional relationships like we have heaps of emotion in our marriage it's lots of love and it's lots of positive emotion and happiness we try to keep it more towards that when it's the negative emotions then we start trying to go let's get objective here take away the emotion because it's stopping us from being able to solve the problem properly and we'll just look at what's going on so i hope that's helped and encouraged you a little bit and i hope that you are able to practice some of that objectivity when it comes to having some negative negative emotions in your relationship I really appreciate you guys for listening and yeah, I hope that some of this is is helping. So have an awesome week. I'll talk to you next week. Kaki tap.